Hey, Tech Leads, we're back. Thanks for listening to the Tech Lead Coaching Podcast. This is a podcast for tech leads, hands-on engineering managers, and startup CTOs who are looking for more clarity, certainty, and confidence in the role. My name is Michael Rice, based in sunny Los Angeles, and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I bring you some useful stuff you can put to use today to make you more effective in the role, whether you're brand new or you're highly experienced. This is episode number 5353. It's Wednesday, September 11th, 2019. We are halfway there, Tech Leads. Today, we're going to continue our focus of this week's discussion about hiring. In fact, I'm going to float some of my initial ideas about a simple workable hiring model that I think you can use as a tech lead. It's going to be pretty sketchy, though. Warning. Remember, the new structure of these podcasts is that I'm going to float some ideas to you that you can put to use right away in your tech leadership. But really, the more thorough guidance is on my paid newsletter at michaelrice.substack.com, which I'll link to in the show notes. I think it's a bargain at seven bucks a month. Hey, I work hard to bring you insights and useful stuff I really don't think you're going to find anywhere else. And don't forget, I have a bunch of free stuff that I'll give you, and I'll describe it at the end of this episode. As a tech lead, hiring is not really your core responsibility. Whenever you get involved in hiring, it may only come up, I don't know, once a week, maybe once a month, once a quarter. You might come up kind of suddenly like, hey, can you do a tech screen for this candidate where think about hiring? You might not have even known that your group was hiring or you might be hiring or screening for some other group. Usually there's a little prep time, but not a lot. So this can get kind of hard as a tech lead. Because your job day-to-day is to execute projects, right? You want to lead your team. You want to get stuff done. This is what you do. So you might walk into these interviews with a lot of confusion about what you're supposed to do. You might end up talking too much. You might ask some standard questions but not really know what you're looking for out of those questions. It can get kind of awkward, right? And then when the interview is over, what are you supposed to say? How should you analyze the interview in the hiring process to make a hire or no hire recommendation. Now, my goal on this podcast and all the stuff I've done, like the writing and the books and the Substack and all this stuff, is to try to give you more clarity, certainty, and confidence in the role. So I want to walk you through this model that I'm putting together. Normally, I record these podcasts on the weekends, but this one actually kept me awake last night, so I'm recording it fresh on Tuesday night. And I'm going to wing it this this time a little bit and think it out loud. So send me some emails or feedback on the model. This is going to be a little rough. But here it is. I think there are three steps. And it's kind of built on, if you listen to Monday's podcast, none of this will come as much of a surprise to you. But I think the first question, like maybe it's a three-part model, and it's pretty straightforward. One is really the threshold question, Right. Can this person do what we as a company or organization need to right now? I mean, maybe not right now, but like in the short term, if you're going to train this person, can this person, does this person have the capabilities to do the technical tasks and maybe some of the like soft skill tasks, like presenting and all these things, right? Basically just the, the roles and responsibilities that might show up on a job description. And I'm going to argue that I think it would be useful to do something that I have not seen very often in interviews, which is to actually have the job description in front of you, right? 
while you're talking to the person, what is the expectation that they that they've read? They read the job description. They this is what they think they you know maybe they've tailored the resume to this JD, and then they come into the interview and the interviewer doesn't have the job description, maybe never even read it, just has some rough ideas about what the job should entail, and there's this huge disconnect, right? So let's start with basic principles. Put the job description right in front of you. Uh, maybe not the whole thing, but at least the bullets, right, as like the key responsibilities. And this is your opportunity as an organization as and as a company as, and as a tech lead or EM to be really selfish. You're saying, look, this is the bottom line. I need, I hate the word resources, but I need a resource that's going to do X, Y, and Z because my team is stretched too thin. I don't have certain capabilities. I need this person to have to bring certain either technical skills or certain capabilities with them that I just don't have. And it's totally fair to start with that, that kind of selfish point of view. I mean, we need these new team members to accomplish something specific. That's fair, right? You're calling the interview. You're the one that's going to be paying these people. So start with that. Assuming they pass that test, right? Like this, if they can, if you think they can do the job, I think the next question is to really focus on the person themselves, right? The candidate. Do they um, do they know what they really want to do? Does what they want to do actually align to the job description? Now, that, that sounds fundamental. It sounds kind of obvious. Like if they're there interviewing, then don't they want to do that job? Um, and the answer is maybe yes or maybe no, right? Maybe they, um, they're capable of doing that job, but they don't really want to do it. Or maybe they're kind of hoping that the job will turn into something bigger than it is, right? And if that's the case, that's fine. If it actually will turn into something bigger, but maybe it won't. Maybe this is a job where you're going to need somebody to operate the Jenkins build environment for two years or so, and there isn't going to be a lot of growth opportunity. If that person is just trying to get into your organization thinking it's a high-growth environment and they aren't going to be able to grow, then that would be something to know, right? Because they're going to be unhappy. And the next thing is if they don't have the capabilities that you think they need, but you think that they're capable of developing it, can they really rise up to that? And like, would that be something that you think just kind of during the hiring process, and I know it's kind of an abbreviated process, it's hard to really know somebody, but is it something they're going to really stretch and get excited about rising up to a challenge, right? Maybe... Maybe the, their skill set or the capabilities haven't really hit the requirements of the or the um, the responsibilities you're hoping for, but just kind of in interviewing them and looking at their background, you're like, this person can get there, and they're going to enjoy getting there, and they're going to like it, and they're going to be fully engaged in the team, and this is going to work really well. So think about the person. Those there are probably a lot more questions, but those are kind of the first two that I'm thinking about in my model. And then the third one is really important. And it's kind of what I talked about on Monday or, and also in the um, Substack post I made is, um, you know, your team is kind of immutable as it is, right? The configuration, who they are. And when you add new people, it really becomes kind of like a new team, right? A change of the dynamic changes a lot. And so one of the things I think you really need to think about is how will the team be different with this person? Will it be better or maybe not so much better because that's a really vague term, but like, will this person cause the team to grow? Will the, will this person um, bring new capabilities or bring kind of like a fresh breath of life to the team that it hasn't had? 
Will they push the team to think in new ways? Will they drive more engagement on the team? Will they be kind of like a, a lightning rod that might be really useful in a way, right? I mean, there's a lot of different ways to think about how this person could be really useful or effective on the team. And it doesn't necessarily need to be <laughs> like kumbaya. Like, I don't mean it that way. I mean, like like this person, you might, might want to bring somebody in to like kind of electrify a team. So that's totally fine. So again, this is my model. I'm just kind of thinking out loud right now. It starts with your own selfish needs, right? Like, what are the what what do we really need to accomplish? The next is the person themselves. Like, let's put some focus on this person and like, do they really want? How are they going to fit into this organization? And then two, how is the organization going to change when they get in? So, pretty simple, right? But um, I think it's kind of useful because, like I said, you know, you might have some interview training or some kind of dry stuff, but. But what do you really do with it, right? Like, how do you really operationalize it? And I, I hope this helps. Um, we'll refine it over the weeks and months, but this is my first thought on it. So do let me know. Um, send me some feedback. I'm, I'm super curious. Thanks for listening, Tech Leads. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on this podcast. Give us an awesome rating if you can. We are on a mission. We're trying to figure out this tech lead, hands-on EM, startup CTO thing, kind of frontline leadership thing, where there is a lot of expectation and usually very little support. So thank you for taking me on this journey with you. Like I said, we always have some free resources. That's kind of how we started. Um, We do a free email about once a week on my Substack account. Um, We'll link to it in the show notes. Got the tech lead coaching network. I keep saying it. We need the network effects to make it work. But we do get a few signups every week. So little by little, we're getting there. The idea is it's a peer-to-peer coaching support system. I'm trying to pull it together. Um, If you are in the Los Angeles area with me, you can come to the Tech Lead Workshops LA once we get one scheduled. Or let me know if you want to start up a similar meetup in your community. I think they're cool. Um, Finally, you can download my free ebook, How to Be a Tech Lead on LeanPub. And no matter what, I want to hear from you, especially on this one. This is my sketchiest uh, topic to date. So drop me an email to me at michaelrice.com or hit me up on Twitter at michaelrice. And go on and make the most of this journey, Tech Leads. This is a big opportunity. It's a big step in your career. You're going to do great. And we're on this journey together. My dad.